<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Impact Warrior. Uh, moving on, and we're going to be talking today to a good friend of mine um, who has mastered the art of mastery. Ooh, look what <laughs> I did. Uh, Justin Burns, he is the founder of a platform called Maestro. It is, uh, and we're going to dig into what that means with you, right? The concepts of, of master classes and things like that, that I think lean in on this, but, but we're going to dig in even deeper with how you're, how you've been, you've pivoted in different directions to, to really hone in on that mastery. Um, but Justin is, he's an awesome guy, super smart, um, Man, this guy had, he, he's also done amazing jobs in, in webinars. He's like crushed big ass webinars, did like some big numbers. Um, and he's a TEDx speaker as well. Uh, so we're going to get into that and, uh, and like facing some of those fears and like pushing beyond his boundaries <laughs> and just, just all that, all the stuff that comes with that. So Justin, man, thank you so much for your time and being here. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, having me on, you know, with the man, the myth, the legend himself, easy webinar stud. I'm, I'm excited, man, for this interview. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Well, let's talk. Let's talk. You know, tell me about this mastery idea, man, because like, you know, you taught yourself coding. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so interesting, like um, it, you know, it, it master it, it's like a new concept that I realized I didn't you know how you subconsciously do stuff right yeah. and so interestingly enough the the talk the name of my talk was the art of mastery because I was kind of like discombobulated all over the place like what should I talk about when I got the invite to be a TED speaker and I was like what should I talk about should I talk about this should I talk about that um and I said you know I was on the phone with a friend and she mm -hmm. said why don't you talk about something that you've done and, and I was like, well, I've done a lot. What, what do I narrow it down to? And she goes, I think personally, you are a, you are, you're obsessed with mastery and learning. Um, and I never really thought about it like that. And so, you know, looking at the journey of what it really takes to master stuff and, and kind of backing up a little bit, I think I used to didn't even understand the concept of mastery until I really kind of did a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And I realized that I was learning the traditional way of learning, which is what we all do unconsciously because that's what we're taught in school. And so we pick up a book and we read the book and that's it. Or we go through the course, mm -hmm. we watch the videos, we try to apply it and that's it. But that's not really what mastery really is, right? There's some other steps that I had to realize that were a part of any learning experience or any mastery experience. Mm -hmm. And it opened up so many doors and it made my life so much more fulfilling uh, when I understood what it took to master stuff. Okay. You can't just leave it there though. You got you to <laughs> what, that, what that means now. Are you talking about like, like applying it to real life or the, 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 the art of, of, uh, of trying and failing? Like you, you, you got it. Can, can you give us a little more insight? Because this this is yummy, man. This is some good stuff. Yeah, so let, let's go deep on this, right? Um, I think I think I used to do surface. I, I think there's this thing in life when you look at life and 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 the trajectory through our lenses. Mm -hmm. Our lenses are more so our experiences, our parents' experiences, 
everything, right? And even the way that we learn. But I feel like everybody in life is a level, have a level of genius to them, right? And you just have to figure out what your genius is. And so for me, um, going back to, you know, even having the tech company Maestro, if you would ask me in high school, what are you going to do? I wasn't the kid was like, I'm going to go to Harvard. I'm going to go to Yale. I'm going to go to Spelman. I'm going to go to what? I, even a freaking community college would have been great. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was 22. Yeah. And even my, even tech is fairly new. Tech is only six, a, a six, seven year old uh, love or passion, right? And so what happened is, is I started to, I remember picking up my first book and I was like, I want to start a tech company, but I don't know where to start. And I started to first, like, it was so overwhelming, like so freaking overwhelming. I mean, I get stressed out even thinking about it right now, but like, it's like learning this coding language, learning this. And then one day, I never forget, I read the book, uh, 50th Law by Robert Greene, one of my favorite authors, uh, author of the 40 Laws of Power. Um, and I remember reading that book from cover to cover, and it was just talking about mastery and what it took, and the fact that learning is not this simple process. It's a process that you come into, and when you understand how the mind works, that that is what we equate to geniuses, and the most amazing people in history, they were masters, And what that means is they went through the bumps and bruises. They had this period of time in their life. We never talk about this. There's a period of time in their life that referred to as the process. You hear the process, right? But there's another word that I want to highlight, which is called grudge work, (laughs) grudgery. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the part we don't talk about. Grudgery is this boring, long really not fun, Mm -hmm. usually filled with anxiety, all type of emotions that is a part of the mastery process. And that's the process that humans don't like to go through. Um, And so what I realized is this is, what happened is, is you go from being unfulfilled and what do I do next? Because you're so obsessed with things and you're, you want to master it you become a part of this process where you remove yourself and the feelings from rejection and you start to go, this is a part of any process. And to me, you have to equate that to number one, the time, right? You have to lose, you have to have this relationship to time because in essence, we, we watch the clock. We want it fast, but any part of mastery has nothing to do with time. It's a part of being so engulfed in the process that you become lost in it. You become obsessed with it. New epiphanies happen that are not even equated to learning. You, you get to the point where you create your own thought processes and you don't, you, 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 you live off of people. You go, oh, you know, Casey wrote this book and he gave me a starting point. But you become so engulfed in the process that you have your own starting point. You start to develop your own methodologies. And I think as you go deeper, that comes with any process. So that's what I've been <laughs> really obsessed with. And oh, that's so, I absolutely love you said that because most people are not in love with the process, but yeah. subconsciously, I think that. What you have to do is you have to, as you just said, take yourself out of it from a, 
rejections and all the bumps that you're the hurdles because if you said uh every time you hit a wall i'm gonna not do this anymore that would you would be stopping your process you know midway or wherever you are but if you think of it from taking yourself out of the equation and just saying this is part of the process and you know and that 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 rejection that I had is just one part of this entire process that I'm mastering and I'm getting through and you enjoy that, the, the process part. I feel like what people don't tell you is that they're always in a process. They're always in this place, you know, um, even, even if you get to a point in your life where you have what you had as a goal, you know, five, 10 years ago, and you reach that goal, well, you're still in this next level of process and mastery into the next version of yourself or the next thing that you want to achieve or overcome. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I love that you, you know, I feel like it is like falling in love with the process, falling in love with your own thought and, 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 and how you, and how you get from A to Z on your own, you know, and, and what, what it takes to get there. And it's, you know, that, and that, that, that line is always changing because, you know, there's, you, you never, you're never like from A to Z, you're not always, Hey, I hit it. Now, what do I do? No, it's like it, it, you, you always have this next level of, of process that you're trying to work towards. If you are, if you are someone who is trying to always improve, I think you have to also be someone who wants to always improve and wants to be better to be able to say definitely you know, absolutely i'm i'm ready to to in, enjoy the process of this and then go to the next thing and enjoy that process like if you if you just otherwise you you get stagnant you're not there's no growth so can you hear me okay or is there is is the sound acting funny no i can hear you oh, okay good good um so and and just to even play off of that, right? Yeah. Let's even let's even go with a like a real world kind of thing that's more even authentic and being transparent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so you know, we especially you, you you're the founder of of Easy Webinar, right? I'm the founder of Maestro. Mm -hmm. And people look at us as like superpowers. They developed the tech company, but there's the process. So the process, even years ago, and this is being fully transparent, years and years, we, we, we started off with the mission of developing a platform for creators. Um, and that was just, we wanted to make it easy. We wanted to build something really, really cool. So for years and years and years, um, we, we were chasing an idea that was kind of rooted in the wrong way of thinking, which which is really a path to mastery as well. So what we did was we were just like, we're going to compete with some of our competitors that you're familiar with. And it's yeah. like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and then it became this thing where the approach to the thinking was really not that great because we were more so chasing features in opposed to solving a problem for our customers. And that was the wrong way of thinking. And so last year, last year, because me, you haven't talked in a while. Me and Casey are actually yeah. a really good friend. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting down, I'm at this event. And I'll never forget, it was a tech event. And we're sitting down in the crowd. And the guy goes, 
a founder of, of uh, Weebly, right? The platform Weebly. Mm-hmm. He's talking and he goes, you know, our platform went through so many iterations and, and he's like, we were trying to really saw it. It took over a hundred iterations before we found product market fit. And he goes into this whole dissertation about product market fit. And I'll never forget, he says something very simple. He's like, you know, many plat- many platforms fail because their focus is on trying to be a me too product in opposed to innovating and reiterating and solving a really big problem for their customer. And I mean, it sounds really simple in nature, but I think because of the fact that I'm in mastery and I'm always reevaluating my thoughts and processes and me as a person, yeah. it just freaking one day just hit me last year. It was like a ton of bricks towards the end of the year. I got up and I go to my team and said, listen, we need to get on the phone with our customers and solve a big problem, right? Mm-hmm. So we sent out an email the same day our calendar is filled for two weeks and all we're doing is on the phone with customers going in and in and in. And we find out that we've been going in the wrong direction. And it was such a humbling moment for us. And I had, hadn't really been connected to my platform for probably over about, about a year. I felt really, really disconnected with it. But the journey to mastery and kind of connecting it all is that we started to, we didn't change directions or or we did change directions, but we realized that we only saw part of the the equation and the other equation was more rooted in the biggest piece of what I feel going to be this year. And that is connecting our student. We saw part of the problem. Part of the problem was, hey, you got this course, you sell it. But the other challenge was engagement and getting people to actually consume your product. Mm-hmm. We hadn't solved that challenge. And so now what we felt like is that in order to sell a course, in order to sell a product, you have to build a community and you have to have an engaging experience for your customers. And so now I'm excited because that's the direction we've gone in. And uh, it, it, it's going to not only separate us from everybody else, it's also going to allow for us to be in our own identity. So I'm excited about that. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's important. You know, you need to find out, you need to dig in and find out what, what people's biggest problem is. You know, I, I, I kind of think, you know, ours is like, you know, people don't need webinars. They need to be able to position themselves the right, right. way. And webinars being that perfect way to kind of position yourself. Right. Um, And, you know, and and people, you know, that come into our ecosystem, they want to be able to sell their stuff in a, in a better way, but they also want to be able to, to, to scale it up. But, you know, at the same time, you know, they're, that's, you know, they, they, they need to figure out how, you know, what they're going to, how they're going to fulfill on that at the end of the day as well. So, um, you know, that's where obviously. I, I've, I've thought so much on these same, on these same topics of like where we're going, you know, what's the vision for where we're headed. Uh, I love that you talked to your customers and found out that it was like engagement that, that did it. Uh, that was like communities and how you're, you're, so now your focus is building out communities and then being able to like drive those, help those people from the community angle 
into courses and things like that? Is that the, that's the plan? Yeah. Connecting the two because, and I've been obsessed with connecting the two because I think you have a combination of two different things, right? You have the online course platform and you also have the community platform and, and you have separation, but they're actually one in the same, right? People buy courses and they, you know, I, and I didn't know this until I went down the journey and go and start working with course creators is that people who sell information, they're not really selling information. They're selling an experience. And, you know, I like to say, you know, there's a couple of reasons why people buy online courses, right? They don't just buy it for the information or the learning of the thing, right? Yeah. They buy it because number one, they want an end result, right? They want some specific problem that they want to solve. That is the specific thing. It's not, oh, I want to learn how to do webinars. No, I mean, the end result is I want more sales in my business. I want to be able to communicate and make more sales through a vehicle that will teach people a whole kind of rudimentary process, right? So that's one. Number two, they join because of community not the community of a forum board or Facebook group. The dynamics of a community is so much deeper than I even imagined. And what I realized is one of the things that we did earlier this year is um, we have another kind of element to our business because we were kind of talking about, we we were tired of like, people talking to us about courses. So it was like one guy came up to me and said, hey, can you help me with my course? We did his course for him. Uh, you know, it was a backend service that we offered just, you know, because we added more people to our company. And they were like, hey, we can help. So I systemized the whole process, breaking down their course. We, we basically filmed this course, everything, just as a case study, right? Just to see. Six months later, this guy did a million dollars in sales from what we did, right? So we kind of reverse engineered what we did and what we realized is the biggest mistake that people make is they start with funnels and ads and all this other stuff when really they should be focusing on the back end part. Because if you can fix the back end part, if you can fix the community element, the community element will drive the front end sales. Because if you just have a standardized course where people are coming in one way, they're leaving out the other way with no type of connection. And so that's kind of one of the main reasons we've been really getting into communities and why our focus is going in that direction. Mm, I love that. Um, so to like, to, to, to kind of uh, sum up what we've talked about thus far, it's about really leaning in on that mastery and that process mm-hmm. as that mastery and you doing your own work. Uh, you found that, you know, unpacking what your customers true problems are, and being able to solve that, that is a part of your process. That's a part of your mastery. Um, I love it, man. I, I mean, you know, you and I, we, we could obviously talk for a while and I could, I could like, <laughs> like find out, like, I was like, well, what, how, like, tell me more about what you're doing with community. Cause I got, I got this it. thing and I'm doing this thing and I'm trying to do this here. And you know, I could, I could go into the things that we're doing where like community connection conversation, these are big parts of kind of what we're trying to do. And obviously um, as, a, as, as someone who's just trying to build a platform that um, has a more connect, connective, you know, way of, of creating a sale, right? Through relationships, through, you know, positioning, through high impact conversations, you know, type of thing. 
um, and what what can come from that from a community standpoint or follow up mm -hmm. standpoint, you know, or conversation standpoint. Um, these are all good questions that you and I will geek out with on geek out on at some point. But uh, I want to I want to ask you, you know, you really you touched on this and I think this is is powerful. But, you know, did you ever find that your moments of struggle, like your storm, you know, where where it was really, you know, trying, trying times? Was that through the process? Was that a part of that whole mastery and process that you had to sort of reframe, rewire your brain to be able to say, like, this is just a wall that I'm going to have to, you know, or a problem that I'm going to have to solve or a nut that I'm going to have to crack, you know, or a wall I'm going to have to break down? Like, like, or did you, you know, what was a real trying time for you? Um, and was that a part of, like, that process? Yeah, I think I think throughout all of our lives we try to avoid this this P word, right? And that P word is pain. And and I think, you know, as human beings, we don't want to experience a lot of pain, right? And so we avoid pain. We avoid the pain of rejection, the pain of regret, the pain of all type of stuff. And I think the first time it happened to me, right, that I didn't see it is is that I remember probably back in 2013, uh, 2013, 2014, I was trying to be an entrepreneur, right? And I didn't have a tech company. I had something else. I had a coaching program. It just wasn't working out. And I remember getting this notice in the mail that was like, your house is in foreclosure. And I was so like dialed in trying to be an entrepreneur that I had didn't even know my bills were behind and I didn't have hardly any money in the bank. I was so obsessed. Um, and I remember uh, with you know, at my then, you know, at the time, my then fiance was like, you know, she was, she was working and she's like, you know, I could pay the bills. I'm like, no, I want to be a man. Right. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to figure this out. Um, and then I remember just like being frustrated in the process, but then, you know, I joined this other program and I remember the guy saying something, he said, Justin, when you change a relationship to pain, the world opens up for you because you're attached to the wrong type of pain. And it was like so mind-boggling for me when he said that. And I just went on this journey of facing the pain, facing the pain, facing the pain, and, and just doing the stuff I just hated doing. You know, learning how to sell over the phone, learning how to do webinars, learning how to, how to speak and articulate my words. And because I was really, I was an introvert, still am. But this time, extrovert, introvert, I manage it well. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I was like, I was stuttering. Like, it was horrible. But going through all this stuff, and it was very overwhelming, but facing the pain, facing it, getting better, better every day. So six months late, four months later, they were like, your house is going to be taken in two months. I cracked my first 20K month. My mother never made over 25 grand in a year. And I was like, I was looking at that screen. I was like, wait, how much do we do in sales? It was $20,000. The next month we did 30. The next month after that, we did 40. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. So I call up the company, I call up the bank and I go, um, how do I get my house out of foreclosure? As <laughs> like, I, I got some money, I got money now I can pay. You're like, file all this paperwork. And the greatness in me was like, you're asking the wrong question. Ask a more focused question, like walk in your power. And I said, actually, I want to make an offer on my house. 
The lady like kind of snuffles on the bus. She goes, <laughs> what? You're in foreclosure. I said, no, I want to make an offer without all the paperwork. I can make, I want to buy my house. She goes back. She said, okay, we can make an offer. What do you offer? I think I owe like 150,000. I said $60,000. I don't know why I said it. I said 60 grand. I don't know why I said it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, all right, deal. And I was like, okay, I got to come up with 60 grand. Even though I made all this money, I had all this debt piled up, yeah. right? So I said, do what you did, the pain that you faced to get to the other side. We did a $50,000 a month and it kept going up. And I remember mailing in this check. She let me do it. She let me break it up, 20000 20000 20000 because yeah. I built a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And I remember they sent me this letter and it said, you have officially paid off your home. This is the title to your house, um, to your townhouse. And I'll never forget the feeling of that. And what comes to that story is that was just one story of that I faced the pain and I got through that I changed my relationship to pain. And that has been anytime I get into any, any bad situation, this, and I've been in some, the bank account gets low or the, the credit goes bad, or I didn't get, I got denied for this. I always remember that one story and say, Justin, you just got to change your relationship to pain. It's not going to feel good. But on the other side of that, you're going to meet more of yourself. Mm. So it's funny that you say, oh, man, I had to learn how to speak or, you know, like you can sum up more, more eloquently than I can some of the things that I want to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So and, and that's <laughs> clearly a part of your mastery because you know, you and I, I did the same stuff, like where I, I had a stutter and, and I had to try to like figure out my messaging, but still you, you're, you're speaking more eloquently than I am on this topic. Because when I try to talk about pain, I try to talk about like, a, like, like working out, you know, and pushing and, and growing muscle and the pain that, that it takes to, to do that. It's like, um, you have to enjoy it or live in that pain and be and be comfortable with what that means. And then you're, you're creating, you're constantly changing your thresholds of pain, right? And so when you change your relationship, it's, it's like just having a higher threshold for that pain. So that pain is no longer pain. It's just, it's just one thing that you have to overcome, you know? Um, and, uh, but I love the, the way you said it, it's like changing the relationship makes, it makes way more sense to me. <laughs> um, so I love that you said that. Um, and, uh, and I, and I, and I think that's really interesting how you, you said, you, you know, that, that you changed the conversation with them around like, Hey, this is what I want to achieve. And you were able to pay off your house in doing that. That's really cool. Cause I, for me, I, you know, I, I, I went through the same thing where when I was first starting out, my house went into a foreclosure and I had to try to figure out how to get it out, you know, and I, I was thinking I was just going to let it go, but then something in me allowed, you know, was, I was able to like, like dig deep, deal with the pain, modify my loan, and then be able to, to actually keep my house. And then years later, uh, I paid off my second mortgage on the house, like maybe a year or two later. Um, which got me back into like this, you know, positive cash flow point. But like, these were those moments where you had to, where I had to, to live in those, in, in, in that pain. Um, and it's a, it's a reminder 
of where I've been to where I know, you know, what I can do and going forward. Like it's, it's almost like when you've dealt with those things, it helps you to assess a risk opportunity, you know, and now we have this different, maybe we have a different idea of what risk means, you know, um, and we're willing to take risks because we know that we have this sort of inner capability of being able to face painful moments in a different way now that that relationship has changed you know yeah um you find that's changed for you in terms of your 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 threshold for 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 risk like are you more are you like more risky now um because you know hey i can i i, I can i can this is my secret sauce you know like i know that i can i can replicate my success here or replicate it here you know what i mean yeah i think I think it's a culmination of a lot of things, right? I think, you know, tying it back to entrepreneurship, you figure out, I think it, the first thing of self, of mastery in general is mastering yourself, mm-hmm. right? You have to go on a, you know, spiritual, emotional, physical, you know, and all of us struggle in so many different areas. But um, I mean, like, for example, I went on a spiritual journey last year, Um you know, really defining like what's more than just meets the eye. Like, how can I go deeper? Um, How can I become more of myself? How can I discover what old belief patterns I need to throw out? What, you know, resonates with me today Um, in an emotional state, you know, evaluating those emotional traumas that come up. Um, um, And even, even on a, on a more physical now, right now I'm mastering the physical, you know, I got a trainer and we push through every day and it's been challenging, Um, you know, all those things. And so why I say all that is that gives you a clear level of thinking to really be able to evolve in your business, right? Because there's probably entrepreneurs watching this. And so now that's giving me a level of, to answer your question, it's giving me a level of connection to my business and opposed to dreading my business so when the challenges come up i go okay is my team in alignment i was just talking about this on a on a on a webinar yesterday how you know i have a right hand guy his name is brian and brian handles all the things that i hate that doesn't align with me Mm-hmm. And I'm able to be the visionary, which makes me more happier to deal with the challenges. So you figure stuff like that out. You you get a good team and you don't just hire, you know, me and you have talked about this before. You don't hire just freaking based on how cheap somebody is. Right. I realize even more and more as my entrepreneurship journey grows, like I want to hire based on how freaking amazing somebody is, yeah. not, you know, oh, this person is this price, you know, and all this. So th- that comes from, I feel like, self-mastery and you evolve as time progresses. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think those are, those are part of it where, you know, you, you choose, you, you, you get a better sense of how your, your own uh, vehicle is going to run, you know? What, what do you need? What kind of wheels do you need? What kind of gas do you need? What kind of, you know engine do you need you know you figure all those things out uh when you're on your way to uh building anything building a company um but you you know you and i we have a tech company you know we have a software companies so and these are the things we've had to figure out um budgeting you know cfos like all the all the stuff that makes you grow up you know what i mean and um and i feel like you know i i've definitely done my part in this last year to try to really lean in on that 
you know, we brought in more, more hirees and, and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, really quality people who are really like friggin' good at what they do. And it's, it's been great to see how those additions have helped the vision and the journey and the path. Um, so, so I, I agree with you, man. I, I think that's like, like looking at that, that's, that's, that's what, that's what, you know, that's what mastery is. It's like the evolve, the evolution of your own prop process and how you, and the, the ecosystem you create for yourself. So, uh, Justin, man. Yeah. And you, and, and even giving you some, you know, I think even in mastery too, of, of in the struggle, there's so much greatness in the struggle. There's so much, even when you feel like you're not getting good, other people see it. Like, you know, me and you have been friends for years, even since we met at WebinarCon. That was the first time I met you and I was a fan of yours and, you know, for years and we met and I just saw how you have even evolved from even just, just two years of knowing you, man. And so, you know, it's even sometimes we have to show ourselves grace. We have to not be hard on ourselves because even though it feels painful and it's, you know, it might feel like nothing is happening. There is some amazing stuff happening and we're evolving. So it's, it's uh that's a part of it too. It's like being not so hard on yourself and just going, yeah, Hey, this sucks, but yeah, uh, I'm growing. Yeah. I think, I think we all can put too much uh, like, Oh man, why am I not growing enough? You know, or like personally, um, but you, I think you're right. You have to give, um, you have to give grace to yourself that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to evolve and your season for evolution will come. You just have to let it come. Uh, when you were talking about self mastery, man, I was thinking about like, I have a friend who started doing like this, this micro dosing, you know, taking like, like mushrooms and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, in the, in the past I was like, I don't know if I would ever do that, but you know, now, nowadays, I'm, I, I, I'm, I've opened myself up to the idea that like, hey, you know, what if, you know, there's always different ways to mm-hmm. open those parts of ourselves that will help us to, uh, to be more clear on who we are and what our purpose is on this, on this earth, you know, so now for me, I have no biases around that. I've never done it, but you know, I have no biases, man. But you know, so I. <clears throat> yeah, and that and that shows a level of growth. I remember, um, I read a book called "Stilling Fire" from a Navy SEAL. Um, I forget his name, but the book is called "Stilling Fire," and he talked about um, he talked about uh, microdosing, right, and how microdosing with different plants um, opened up his conscious mind and different levels of conscious mind. We're not going to go down that path, but what I will tell you is I was the same way. And I remember um, I actually started to explore plant medicine a lot more, mm-hmm. um, not in, for not from a standpoint of, you know, uh, you know, just like consuming it as a drug, but more so just kind of getting tapping into those different things and what I was say is it changed my life and it opened up newfound uh doors that really tapped into it makes you see who you are and and my and, and shout out to my boy David he actually introduced me to it he has an organization called Journey Within 
where he helps a lot of, uh, you know, people dealing with like alcoholism mm. uh, and they, and he helps them with plant medicine. And what he found mm. was people became less addictive to their behavior through plant medicine. But to kind of tailor it back to your point, mm. um, you have to be open to, we're so fearful of like the unknown. We're so fearful of trying new things and the stuff that we heard as a kid, you'll find that most of that stuff is actually for your good. Like the stepping outside your comfort zone, doing the fearful stuff, mm-hmm. uh, taking the trip. Um, and if you start to pay attention, this is me in my life, right? The growth yeah. that I've experienced yeah. is I just, it, it is allowed for me to stop and actually really experience uh, new things in my life and, and experience that. So it's been amazing. Hold up one second. I got to turn on my other camera. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Sorry. My, this camera died. This is after three hours of podcasting right here. Uh, I was like, where did he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> what, what happened? Why is he gone? But no, I, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 I think you're right. I think we have to like, let those biases go. Anything that we, you know, experience from our, our past, but like, you know, anything that, that is the unknown, I, it's, it's like, like when you, when you start to feel like I want to, I, I, I want to grow, it's all about allowing yourself to be on the precipice of the unknown and, and taking risk to open up more around who you are. So stealing fire, uh, is, uh, it, I think his name is, uh, Jamie wheel. Is that right? Yeah, let me see. Actually, the book is yeah, Jamie Wheel, uh, Stealing Fire. Yeah, really good book. Talks about you know microdosing and 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 how. And I think as entrepreneurs too, like you know, I would just say if I were to say that even in mastery, one of the top three things that I've ever done in my life is to microdose and try different plant medicines and how. It's actually changed my relationship to myself, my creator, and even myself, like how I view myself. It's changed. It's kind of broken down this ego of who I am and the way I view myself. And so I would say it's one of, I would say, you know, obviously we're not going to go down that path, but I would just say. (laughs) Now now I could go down this path with you guys. See what I did? I opened this up. I had a. You opened it up, man. So one one day I. We, you could tell we are on the same train. Let's say for you, Kate, for you, Casey, yeah. like one day you have to, ex- yeah, that's the way it is, man. So like one day you have to go down that path because it yeah. will change your life and it will change a lot of people's lives for sure. Uh, so I want to, I want to, you know, I want to uh, finish with this, you know, like um, what, what are, what are like three, uh, three things that that helped you in, in creating this mastery, you know, like, because you just said that you think that this was part of one, this was one of them, you know, like opening up your Mm -hmm. mind this way. What are, what are three things that have helped you in your success and your, and your, and, and, and achieve and, and, and living in that mastery, the art of mastery. Can you, can you maybe distill those down? Yeah. So three things that have contributed to mastery. So number one is I kind of talked about it, changing my relationship to pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really, and in order to do that, it's a constant 
you know, diving into the fire, as I like to call it. It is constantly diving into the fire. It's constantly facing stuff that I don't want to face, not, you know, getting over this idea that everything, the stars have to align and the stars are going to part in the skies. There's going to be this great moment of feeling. This is not how it works. You have to dive in right now. You got to take immediate action. Most successful people in life, they make freaking fast decisions. They say it and then, then they do it. So it's change your relationship to pain. I would say number two is, you know, being being obsessed is one of the things that I talk about is obsession is not just, oh, I'm excited. Like obsession becomes this thing that you that you do day in and day out, no matter what results you're getting. You're obsessed. You're 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 diving so deep into a topic that your mind starts to make correlations to things and and you you start to make discoveries. You know, you think about Isaac Newton. I read his story. And just how um, he discovered it, right? It was a plague breaking out. And he went through all of these different variations. He discovered, you know, mathematics and mechanics and so many different things from mastery and a plague. Like we're living in a, you know, what kind of our modern day plague, right? So, um, you know, I would just say being obsessed and not just being so fear mongering and focused. And I would say <clears throat> number three would have to be plant medicine. <laughs> um, just you know, there's, it, it's been, you know, and, and this is so funny because this is one of the first times I've talked about this on the public forum. Um, but, um, you know, I've learned to just, <laughs> I, I, I've learned to, uh, I've learned to just, you know, go with who I am and, yeah. and just really discover like those things that have really, you know, changed me in a profound way. And that's one of the things. Yeah. I mean, again, this is why I talk about it more because, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm way more open to it now, way more like, uh, re, you know, receptive, having these conversations with people excited to see what that means for, for where I, I go. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm starting to try to not just master a, a thing, thing, but master who I am. So can you hear me? Okay. I feel like it keeps doing some funky stuff, but you can hear me, right? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm like trying to master me and I, and I feel like by mastering me, I master all the other pieces that align with me, my vision, my vision for this or for this project or for this project. And everything goes in sort of that centralized direction of how, who I am as a human, right. And the legacy I want to leave and the, um, um, the impact that I want to leave. Right. And so, you know, the more we pick apart this whole concept of, of, of leaving impact and being impact warriors, it's all about, um, really, you know, the, the theme is that there's this part that is all about, um, you know, changing this, changing your mind, changing your perceptions, changing, you know, how you view things and, and, uh, and, and so that's been a through theme with, um, with this podcast, uh, and I appreciate the the insights you gave because they were so clear and so wonderful that um, that I think people will be able to to have um, really you know amazing clarity points and takeaways from this. So, Justin, you not you and I could talk for a while, but but um, I, I want to just thank you so much for what you shared today uh, for. Uh, helping us understand and discover our own uh, pathways to mastery. 
Um, and uh, before we go, you know, how how can the audience who's watching this? How can they follow you? How can they know about more about you? What's the best What's the best place for them to go to? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, CEO Justin Burns, or my personal website is JustinBurns.net, and then our platform for online courses. Um, you know, is Maestro, which is not spelled the regular way. It's M-I-E-S-T-R-O. Should there be some links right below this video? You guys can check it out. Get a 14-day trial, host your online courses, build your communities, and do some amazing stuff. Um, I have a passion for creators, and I just want to help creators get their message out to the world in a big way um, where people can, you know, receive it. So uh, just love what you're doing too, Casey, man. I appreciate you having me on for sure. Yeah, well, you you and I have been good friends. We we when we get on, we could talk for hours and resonate on a lot of different things. That's why we're on that wavelength, and I, that's how I, <laughs> I, I re, that's how I could connect on that point and pull that out of you that's never been on public forum before. So really <laughs> neat. Uh, so Justin, thank you for your time, and I'm excited for this podcast to go live. So everybody, thank you for being here and listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye.